Before I jump into today's podcast, a little bit of business. I'm super proud to partner with a magazine I absolutely love, Cyclist Magazine, for today's podcast. Cyclist, if you don't know, it's a monthly magazine dedicated to the very best in the road cycling world. Every issue takes you on the best routes and gets you under the skin of the most iconic brands in the world of cycling. From the best bikes and kiss to the best cycling destinations around the UK and Europe and the biggest names in the industry, Cyclist has you covered. Cyclists are offering an introductory offer to new subscribers where you can subscribe and get three issues for only £5. Claim this offer by using the link cyclist.co.uk forward slash roadman. That's cyclist.co.uk forward slash roadman. I'm going to pop all the details for this amazing offer in the show notes. Go and check it out. It's episode 607 of the Roadman Cycling Podcast. Today I want to talk about junk miles. Let's cue that intro. Welcome to the Roadman Cycling Podcast. My name is Anthony Walsh. Six days a week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you on your journey towards health, happiness, and longevity. Now let's get into the show. Roadman, welcome back. It's another Monday. I hope you all had another amazing weekend. The weeks just tick by so fast. It seems like, you know, a few minutes ago, I was sitting here welcoming you back to another week, but I hope everyone had an amazing weekend again. We had a beautiful group ride with the Roadman Group this Saturday. It's going to be my last group ride with the Roadman Group for a few weeks. I'm packing the bags tomorrow. Well, I've started packing the bags today, and I'm heading off to Girona for a few weeks. I'm going to ride my bike out there, going to explore what the next chapter in the podcast holds. The podcast experiments, quote unquote, was due to run for 12 months and we're coming up on the 12 months right now. So this was the time where I was to make a decision, is the podcast getting traction? Will I stay on or not? It's been obvious for quite a while the podcast is getting a lot and lot of traction. But that's, you know, I'm putting the work in and I'm putting the episodes out, but it's you guys who are tuning in and it's you guys who are en masse taking episodes and they're sharing them into club WhatsApp groups, club Facebook groups. I thank you so much for doing that to everyone who's done it. And if you haven't done it yet, please take a second and do it because it's really the best way you can support the podcast. That and shopping with our sponsors because the sponsors we have at the moment, they're short-term sponsors. They're dipping their toe in the water. You see these big brands and when you look at the big podcasts, we have similar sponsors to the big podcasts, but they're on multi-year deals, which means they can scale up the podcast, pay for marketing, hire better production quality, hire full-time staff, etc. We're getting these short little deals where they're testing the water and they want to see how supportive our podcast audience are of these sponsors. So if you're coming up to Christmas and you do need an ideal gift, please patronize our sponsors. I love that word patronize because that's what Patreon is. Uh, please do check out our sponsors because I've had a chance to only pair with really cool sponsors that I really love and use their products, genuinely love and use their products every day of the week and I'll be using them long after they are show sponsors. With all those caveats being said, Roadman, let's jump into this one because I want to say, ask you a question. I want to say, are you a headless chicken? You've heard me use this expression before, but are you a headless chicken? Sit with it for a second. And is there such a thing as junk miles? Because if you answer yes to any of these questions that I'm about to ask, you're likely a headless chicken and you're engaging in that act or that process of junk mile riding. So here we go. Answer these honestly now. There's no one around. It's just me and you. Do you ever leave the house without a plan? 
Like, do you go out the door not knowing what you're doing on the bike? Yes or no? Question one. Question two. Do you ride kind of hard when you get out the door to maximize the use of your training time? Question three. Are you unsure how today's session fits into the grander macro plan? Like, is it a is it a, a domino? When you're flicking this domino, it's causing a catalyst or a chain reaction of other dominoes. If you're not answering correctly to those questions, it's quite likely you are a headless chicken and you're engaged in that process of riding around junk miles. And I suspect quite a lot of you, if you're honest in your assessment of answering those, you are indeed headless chickens because junk miles and headless chicken riding, it's the number one reason riders don't progress. I ride with some guys and I ride with them every week still. They're just friends, acquaintances, and they've been at the same level literally year after year after year. Despite putting in the hustle, despite working on their diet, despite riding the bike eight plus hours a week and it's one of the most painful things for me to watch because don't forget that behind this podcast for 10 years we're a cycling coaching company i could have been off practicing law when i chose to earn minuscule amounts of money coaching riders because i just love that idea of being a small part of someone's narrative a small part of someone's story the podcast is an extension of that but i have a love for seeing people progress so when i see people stuck in this vertible rut it actually pains me it breaks my heart a little bit this phenomenon of headless chicken or junk riding, it's not unique to cycling. It's a gym problem. It's a running problem. Like, we all have friends who've gone to the gym twice or three times a week, and they've gone for, like, five years, and they look the exact same. Like, I mean, they haven't lost any weight. They haven't put on any muscle mass. Like, what's going on? The reason that neither of these groups progress, cyclists, runners, gym goers, the reason that they don't progress is training needs to have periods of stimulation and then a period of adaptation needs to take place. So unless a new stimulus is provided after that period of adaptation, we won't adapt again. So it needs to be stimulus, adaptation, different stimulus, adaptation, stair-stepping up. I remember the earliest lesson I got in this, it was long before I started reading any textbooks on sports physiology. I was working in the building site on my summers and I must have been 16, 17 and initially when I went down, I was laboring and working for a plaster, a mixing plaster. And this was before, like, I'm kind of, it sounds like I'm from 1872, but it was before electric mixers for some reason. I was whisking plaster with hand. And anyone who's had that job knows it's a super difficult job, especially for a 17-year-old. So I was putting in a full day at work, 8 o'clock to 6 o'clock. And the guys on the site, they'd be going football training after, or they'd be going for a run after, or they'd be going to the pub after. They seemed to have boundless energy. Me, I was going home to my mum's house. I was literally falling asleep in my work clothes. I'd have my dinner like a half an hour later, which my mum was making. And then I'd go to bed at eight o'clock and I'd get up and rinse and repeat again. The, the toll of a physical workday took so much out of me. So there was a stimulus in place, the physical workday. After a period of time, I'd made an adaptation just like those guys on the site. Now I'd go in and I'd do a full day at work and it wouldn't tax me that much. I'd be able to go out and I'd be able to train that night. I'd be able to socialize that night because I had made the adaptation. Now, in a work setting, we don't get a different type of stimulation. We should be getting a different type of stimulation if we're looking to progress physically, which obviously isn't the goal at a workplace, but it is the goal of us to building an effective training plan. But so many people get stuck in this cycle of not adding new stimulation the reason we don't adapt again, it's because of junk miles. Like, you've heard the term, it's used 
by hundreds of different people in hundreds of different ways, but maybe just taking a second to clarify exactly what I mean. I'm referring to the most common usage of the term junk riding, and it's zone three riding. It's that riding around kind of hard. So if you have 60 to 90 minutes available training time, you sneak out the door, you put your kid on, and you just kind of ride, and you ride as if you're trying to break a sweat, you're trying to maximize your training time, you're trying to kind of push on. That ride of the kind of let's ride hard trap, we'll call that group, because the time-crunched riders are actually the most likely riders to fall into that let's ride hard trap. Like athletes with family, athletes with work and uh, commitments, athletes with social commitments. And it's actually the most toxic type of training that this time-crunched group can do. So if you zoom out and look at why this is so toxic and why it is just impossible for riders to progress when they're falling into this pattern of training. If you zoom out and look at the distribution of your weekly training time, you spend almost 100% of your training time riding in zone three, a medium pace, and you spend almost no time riding in zone one or zone two, an easy pace, or zone four or zone five, a hard pace. At best, this is doing you no good riding around all day in zone three, and at worst, it's actually gonna make you slower. Because it completely flies in the face of how we build training plans and how most top coaches are coaching athletes these days. In Roadman Cycling, uh, the coaching company behind the podcast, we use a polarized system for building training plans. Now, there's a large body of evidence to support polarized training and to show that this is the most beneficial style of training. What it means is we essentially spend a lot of time riding easy and a lot of time riding hard and almost no time riding in the middle zone, zone three. The exact opposite to what our headless chicken time crunch riders are doing. They're spending so much time in that junk zone right in the middle. It's actually not one particular intensity that I would really consider junk miles. There's nothing intrinsically wrong with spending much time with spending time riding in zone three. It's the amount of time you're spending riding in zone three. If you're spending 10% of your week in zone three, that's not a killer. You've 90% of your total training time, which you can allocate to different zones. The junk, and where I refer to this sort of garbage junk term, that's spending 100% of your time riding in one narrow zone. So if you think about why we build training zones, and you know, I can put a link to a blog as to how you set your training zones and the various physiological adaptations from each training zone. I'm going to pop that in the show notes down below if anyone's interested in a bit of further reading just like homework to take the joy out of podcasting completely that you get homework listening to the Roadman Cycling podcast now. But it is interesting because it's why we threshold test and we threshold test so now we can take our threshold figure and we can assign an endurance zone, a zone one, zone two. So we can say that 55 to 75% of our threshold now becomes our endurance zone. And the reason we ride in an endurance zone is there's associated benefits with riding in an endurance zone. These are like building mitochondria, increasing efficiency levels, and all these will be listed in the, the article I'll, I'll uh, link below. So we've had benefits for riding in endurance zone one. We've benefits riding in zone two. Similarly, we have benefits in riding in zone three, four, and five. But when you spend 100% of your training time riding in just one narrow band, you don't get the benefits associated with riding in any of the other bands, and that's why you become a very poor bike rider and you don't progress. So I think what I want you to do with this podcast is use it as the veritable tap on the shoulder. Are you training correctly? It's not a time issue. Most people have enough time to progress in the sport. 
Six to eight hours a week is plenty of time to make progression in the sport. It's the distribution of your training across that time is the problem. And it's just lifting your head up and saying, okay, I don't have time to figure out how to coach myself. Sure, most of you who found this podcast and are listening to this podcast, you're of an intellect where you could dig into the research and you could really start figuring out what polarized training is, how to distribute your training time across the various zones. You could figure this out, definitely, because it's not rocket scientist. It's not rocket science. It is research. And research is something you just need time to do. But we are here. There's other coaching companies here. And if you do need a hand, please do reach out to a coach. If it's not us, please reach out to someone else because it is the best way to get the maximum ROI on your training time. If you are interested, pop Sarah an email. Her link is in the show notes down below. She's going to set up a call and see if you're a fit for one of our coaches. We've slightly changed the model of our coaching in the last couple of years. We used to just take everyone in. Now we're actually getting quite close to capacity with coaching. I think I have only one spot left on my personal roster. And then there's a few left with our wider coaching team. And after that, we just close the doors because we're really happy with delivering a cool service to the clients we have. So if you're interested, pop Sarah a message and let's get chatting. I'm off to Girona tomorrow, but fear not, through the magic of the internet, the podcast continues. The Founder Series is rolling on tomorrow with episode two of the Founder Series. This one is with Dermot McSweeney, the founder of Gym Plus Coffee, the iconic sporting brand which has taken Ireland and the UK by storm. Until then, roadmen, ride safe. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Have you ever wondered how good you could actually be? Each of us has a unique set of circumstances with work, family and social obligations, but we also want to fulfill our potential in cycling. Okay, okay, maybe you won't ever win the Tour de France, but for most of us, this is what cycling is about. So let us build you the perfect training plan around your lifestyle that's totally unique to you and will help you finally realize your cycling dreams. So whether you're just getting started on the bike or if you're a more seasoned cyclist, we have a suitable coach for you. So why not schedule a call with us and we can have a chat about how we can help you go further than you ever dreamed of in your cycling and fitness goals. Go to roadmancycling.com forward slash contact or pop me an email directly to sarah at roadmancycling.com.